Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Coming up on Three Beers Later, episode 128. Find out how many friends Triple B has. The number might surprise you. You know what? He looks like he has a lot. That's what I've always thought about Triple B. Plus, mashed potatoes versus ice cream. Plus, balls. Plus, meet your cake. I forgot about meat or cake. Do you see the little recording icon up top there? Yep, I see it. We're going. Sweet. Natalie, that means we are good to go. Are you ready to start the show? I'm ready to start the show. Let's do it. Yep, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of your favorite podcast, Nebraska Beer 30. This is episode 63. The 63rd episode. This is, uh, we've been doing this for a while. Thanks for sticking with me, and thanks for listening to this episode specifically. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on that podcast app, hit subscribe, baby. That would mean a lot to us. It shows you are supporting the show. If you want to support the show via Patreon, Hit that up, patreon.com slash nebeer30, the letters nebeer30. You can, uh, there are multiple tiers. You can help out that way. If you're bored and want to leave a voicemail on our hotline, hit up 402-370-9900. One more thing before we get to our guest here. Stickers are in. We talked about it on the last podcast, and they are in, baby. Here they are. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them. It's our logo there. <clears throat> if you want to earn one of these stickers, you have to do something for me. One, you can call the hotline, leave a voicemail. I'll mail you a sticker. If you share something on Facebook or Instagram about the podcast, make sure you tag NEBeer30 on all your social media platforms. You're going to earn yourself a sticker. You can also review it on your podcast apps or on YouTube. Give us a nice review. Uh, make sure you take a picture of it and you know throw it up on Facebook or Instagram. I don't know if I can see those myself, <laughs> but make sure I see it and you earn yourself a sticker. After all that, after all that nonsense, I'd like to introduce our guest for episode 63, Miss Natalie McCauley. She's back. Natalie, how are you? Well, I told I told you off, off camera, the honest answer is not great. <laughs> yes. It's, Maybe it's a trick question that you're asking mm-hmm. me now. <laughs> it, 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 you know, it is a tricky question. Right now, uh, as we record, it is, what is what is today's date? It's June 1st. Um, June 1st. And the world's a little topsy-turvy right now. Um, you know, here in Lincoln, we have a lot going on. There have been protests. There have been riots. There have been, um, you know, the, the police... 
force damage. trying to yeah a lot of damage fire started um natalie how are you how are you dealing with with all this well um you know i'm just trying to first step is just evaluate myself right and think mm-hmm. deeper about what are my own prejudices what are my own preconceived notions about this movement and about what i'm seeing and how can i take away the rose colored glasses and you know i've had my own socioeconomic experience and really look at it from an objective view mm-hmm. i'm talking to a lot of my my you know friends of color about what can we be doing to support conversation and i'm talking to other community members about what this looks like on an ongoing basis to actually make impactful change um, it's been rough. I mean, you know, last night watching the National Guard come in and, and seeing people thrown to the ground and tear gas. And I mean, you know, I was talking to my father and he said, you know, this is this, the civil rights movement is, is repeating itself. I mean, we're about to have our own civil rights movement and, you know, he's lived through it. So he's understanding what, what's happening. But for me, I'm just, you know, mm-hmm trying to process this emotionally. And I think that we're all just going through a period of grief right now and also immense change. So did that answer your question? <laughs> yes. I know it's a, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot to handle right now, isn't it? It's, you know, a lot of people, like we, we were talking about before the podcast about how it's really divided people. Um, especially as you're reading your, you know, Facebook, looking through Instagram uh, people like to voice their opinions, and oftentimes it gets it gets personal. And you had mentioned that's something that that's really kind of been affecting you is seeing all this negativity on social media is has kind of been a, a damper on you. Yeah, I mean, seeing our seeing the people we love fight with each other, seeing friends turn against friends, seeing people saying things like. Um, you know, unfriend me if you don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's to me, that's just not helpful, right? I mean, if we actually want to make change, we're going to understand each other and figure out how to be peaceful. Social media has done this weird thing where it just puts up a digital wall where you don't really have to see the human emotions or see that person's face. And so I think you can almost be harsher and ruder and more more aggressive than you would be if you were having a conversation conversation even on a zoom call and so that's been tough to watch and also i think you know the biggest thing for me is really understanding from a brand perspective given what we do at oh hello what brands are doing to publicly denounce um what happened to george and also what i'm seeing around the country as brands come out with their different perspectives and create a relationship with their customers it's been interesting to watch that and even help navigate some of our own clients and making their own statements mm-hmm. and trying to just decide what we want to put ourselves. So that's been mm-hmm. an interesting process as well. And I kind of mentioned to you, I'm very, I'm an ex journalist. I used to work at 1011. So I'm a very in the middle of the road person. When I see something on social media, I'm always looking at where are the facts, where, you know, where are the news sources, and what are the what's the credibility behind the statement? And so I'm I'm really am taking everything, you know, that doesn't have facts or credible sources at a at a grain of salt because you have to at this point. There's a lot of fake news out there. Yeah, so. there yeah the, there is tons there. It's it's insane what people will post on Facebook. 
and then you read into it, and it's like this. This was posted by one person on a website that hardly has that has zero credibility, and then yeah, and then trying to explain that to somebody can sometimes get ugly. Yeah, know? and I mean, I and I think we're seeing things like I'm just such a person of logic, and so people are turning the Black Lives Matter movement into All Lives Matter, and I'm wondering how people logically can look at that and, and, and not understand that, and this is my personal opinion, what Black Lives Matter is about is the fact that, you know, Black people are under major, um, you know, not just scrutiny, civil unrest. I mean, they are being targeted way more than you or I. Mm-hmm. And so the movement is about calling attention to that, not all lives matter. And so I think that's one thing I've been seeing where I'm like, it, like it just seems like there's no there's no logic on some of these conversations happening about exactly. what this is actually, you know yeah you know you just reminded me i had a conversation with a guy in a grocery store the other day and he said something like i didn't even think that there was racism in america and th- i should have mentioned this was two white guys talking right My, myself and this other guy was white and he, yeah he said i don't i didn't realize there was racism in America, and I said, "Well, of course, because we, do, of course, because we don't have to deal with that stuff, you know. Um, we, first off, neither of us are racist. <laughs> neither of, you know, he or I were racist, and two, we're not, we're not black, so we don't, we don't think about that kind of thing that that happens. Um, I was, I heard a story about a U.S. senator talking about how." Almost every morning as he's driving to work, driving to the Senate, uh, he gets pulled over just because of the color of his skin. Um, I'm not sure where exactly I, I heard that. I think a buddy told me about that. But yeah, you just don't you don't think about it. And people are, people are just fed up. And I think what people are doing right now with these protests and riots, everyone's just angry and aggravated. And they, they, they have to channel it somewhere. And when silent protests don't work, you know, th- things could get ugly. If you want radical change, sometimes you have to do radical things, you know, but. I mean, I, I will tell you, I went to, I talked about how I went to the same high school as Beyonce, I think on this podcast the last time. Oh, I was you did. There. Yep. That and, was episode nine, by the way. I was like a while, a while ago. And I mean, I went to an inner city public school with a lot of diversity, black, Mexican, Puerto Rican, white, Jewish. And, you know, I called my, one of my best friends. Um, I called her very emotional yesterday. And she said something to me that just really stuck with me. And she said, we're numb. You know, you're crying because you're just realizing what this is. We've realized it for so long. We don't even know how to, how it's going to change. So we're, we just gotten used to it. And we are numb. And that really stuck with me because white privilege is not a bad thing. Like people have this connotation that us saying we have white privilege makes us bad people. It doesn't make us bad people. We just have to separate, like you said, the idea from us and understand that it's just a it's just the fact that we we don't have to undergo and we've not, you know, seen what someone of color has experienced and that is our privilege and so mm-hmm. when she said that i really started to understand that it's okay to be a sad and angry and frustrated to feel all these things but we need to remember that they have been feeling you know that the black community has been feeling this for years 
Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why there's so much anger. Yeah, I mean, I went to a a very diverse high school where race, diversity, um, racism was talked about in in classes. Um, It's so funny, not funny, but I mean, like I think about the high school I went to and the way that we had conversations about these issues and it was all, all up front. I mean, I realized when I walked in that I had white privilege in high school because mm-hmm. I was with kids that were living in the, you know, poorest areas of Houston, you know, and experiencing a completely different life. And I was getting to talk to them about it. And not everyone's had that experience. So I think that that has really affected the way that I see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I grew up. <clears throat> so I grew up here in Lincoln. And yeah. during elementary school and middle school, I was with a very diverse group of, of students, people from all over. Um, you know, all different types of, of classes. And uh, after middle school, I went to East High School, which is very prominently white. And it was it was kind of a culture shock because here are all East East High has very well off students there. Very well. It's on a it's on a pretty nice side of town. But it was such a culture shock because everything was so nice at East High. Where I went to middle school. It was a little bit more run down. It was older. And I I got to hear people's stories. I got to hear uh, my black friends, my Hispanic friends. I got to hear where, where they came from, um, what their home lives were like. And I'm glad, I'm glad I went to those schools because I got a better perspective about how other people are living. And I think a lot of people throughout their lives. They're very content with, with how their lives are and what they're doing. And they don't think about how other people are living. And now that all this is coming to light, it's forcing people to, to think that way, to think about how everyone's living and how everyone's treated. And I think that's, that's a good thing. You know, we, we have to care about each other. I think we have to care about each other. And I do think there needs to be action behind this. And I'm not going to say the name of this business because I don't want this business to lose revenue based on one person's actions. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I did see somebody who I have met with and discussed marketing and proposed to work with post a um, very uh, racist Facebook status. I Mm -hmm. mean, he said, just kill them all, just shoot them all. And I'm really thankful in Lincoln that the company saw this and fired that person immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they handled it ex- incredibly well. But had they kept that person, I don't know that I would have ever given my dollars to that business again. Mm-hmm. And so I think that one way we can take action as a community is it is a non-negotiable. If we see businesses not sticking up for the minorities, and if we see people who are allowing injustice to happen without acting, we can decide where we spend our dollars and we can vote and we can show up at the polls and, and vote because that's where change is really going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So, Just more education all around, you know. And more education. It should be throw out the home ec class in high school and do a diversity class. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I can go to Burger King and get a salad for $4. Who needs to cook anymore, right? But you know what? We need our kids learning about diversity. So throw out Home Ec and throw out the things that you can YouTube. I, I love that people want to learn about, you know, architecture or using their hands to build machines. 
But you know what? I think right now maybe we we look at diversity classes mm-hmm. in high schools and throw out the, the stuff that you can learn from YouTube because yes. clearly we need discussion. Yes, we do. Discussion, education. I think, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. You nailed it. Well said. <laughs> That's Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It, it, these waters are, are very hard to navigate. Especially the, um, you know, people people don't want buildings and and things torn down. Um, I I see that side of things. Of course, you don't want your community torn apart, but just after all the years, like I said earlier, all the years of people bringing this up and nothing's changed, I understand why people are angry and, and wanting to tear shit apart. You know, um, and and. I think, you know, if I can just say, I had a good, I just, I'm, so I'm half Venezuelan, half white, you know, mm-hmm. I consider myself Hispanic. I'm, I'm not, I don't look like a person of color, yet my background, my mother moved here when she was, you know, 24 from Caracas, Venezuela. Um, you know, so you never know who, two things, you never know who you're talking to. And so we all just need to act from places of kindness because mm-hmm. when you talk about things like building a wall or stopping immigrants from coming here, you know, some like me maybe looks like, you know, somebody who is in a place of privilege and, and doesn't have anything to say about those experiences. You know, the first thing I think about when people say things like that is that I don't know that my mother would have ever met my father if there was a wall, if there was different immigration policies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first thing is just leading with kindness. The second thing is, having, it goes along with kindness, having leniency that not everything's going to come out perfect. That because of our privilege, because of the experience that we've had, because it's different than someone of color, because we haven't been stopped by a cop for something that, you know, we, we don't even know why. Um, we aren't going, like, even the things I'm saying tonight may not come out perfect. And I oh, yeah. may not deeply understand their experiences versus our experience. And so I think we just all need to be lenient with what, with if someone says the wrong thing, not jumping on someone when clearly they're trying to understand. And so it's like, we need to seek to understand on both sides. And I think that's the thing, just going full circle to how we started this, that was so disheartening on social media. You know, I have been even afraid to post something because if I say anything that isn't the right thing Mm -hmm. I'm going to be attacked when obviously I want justice for all I stand against racism and inequality and and my and I feel like my heart is pure but I'm so concerned about even one wrong word and what's going to happen and so I think that if we want more people to stand up and stand out we have to be kind and loving and know that it may not be perfect but it's it's a start. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you you nailed it. And we we were talking about <laughs> if if the listeners can't tell and, and the watchers can't tell, we had a little bit of a discussion before the podcast started. But <laughs> before the podcast started, we kind of spoke about that about talking to each other online, not just online, but having a discussion about what's going on right now. And so many people attach emotions to their ideas and what they're thinking. And that's what gets people in trouble is you attach emotion to this idea. People attack that idea and you get emotional about it when really you should just, 
you should set aside your emotions and an and an idea and have a discussion about ideas. And then when all is said and done and you have discussed your ideas with somebody, you can go back and, and bring out some more emotion and just say, hey, I, I appreciate how we spoke, how we discussed this. Um, yeah, just I, I think people, like you said, people need to understand each other a little better, have a little more compassion. Um, Natalie, I didn't, you know, when I asked you to be on the show, I didn't, honestly, I didn't think we were going to talk about this stuff. <laughs> hard not to. It it's is. It's really hard not to, right? I mean, looking around yeah. right now, we got a curfew in two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. My anxiety level the last 48 hours has been through the roof. I am an anxious person already. Yep. Um, you know, there was a, there's a man in Omaha who there was another loss of life over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We don't know the whole story. Um, and I can't say that I've educated myself enough to speak on it. Same. How could we not talk about this? You know, mm-hmm. I, I How guess could we not. Yeah. 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 We have to. Um, well, Natalie, I just realized something normally at the beginning of the show, I like to talk about what beer I'm drinking. Do you have a drink by the way? Did you grab a, a, a beer or anything like that? I'm drinking coffee, my friend, because I have some extra hours to pull tonight. And <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Does does beer take you the opposite way? Does it tire you out? Oh, if I have beer, I'm taking a nap tonight. Yeah. To <laughs> nice. That's that's what it does to me too. I've got to have before I start having some beers. You know, if 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 I'm going out with some buddies, I've got to have some coffee or like an energy drink, something like that, because it just makes yeah. me sleepy. But totally. but anyway. Uh, today, Natalie, I'm sipping on a beer from Code Brewing Company. This is their Munich Mindset. It's a mindset. It is a uh, German Dunkel. It's a nice little brown lager, uh, German style. It's a nice little beer. And this beer was opened by our podcast sponsor, Steel Pig Forge. Check out steelpigforge.com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, check them out for all your hand-forged knives and cutlery. They make wicked knives and uh, cooking utensils. They're pretty sweet. Not just pretty sweet, they're awesome. So, Natalie, like I said, I wasn't planning on talking about that, but I'm glad we did. What I really wanted to talk to you about was, should I be on TikTok? Yes, of course. So People... Uh-huh. People are so angry when I tell them to get, an on, get on another social media platform. They're like, I'm already on Instagram and Facebook. Why do I have to be on TikTok? And I'm uh-huh. like, no, just, <laughs> just do it. Well, it's I, a great framework. I've, I've noticed, so I follow you on, on Instagram and, and Twitter a little bit, and you've been pumping out some awesome content. Of course, since you work for Oh Hello, um, the marketing agency... Well, actually, I'm sorry. You don't just work for you're the you're the co-founder, correct? So I'm the owner. The owner. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and but I've been following you, and you've been cranking out some awesome content. And some of that content has been via TikTok. How are people using that today to expand their brand and their their business? Well, um, right now, the great thing about TikTok is that it allows you a framework to do video. Mm-hmm. And before this, I don't know that we had a framework to do video as easily as what TikTok has created. So people are using it to bring valuable tips and talk on camera. 
to experiment with creativity and music and Adobe Photoshop and editing their own content and to share in subcultures. And that's really, if you look one layer below what TikTok is besides entertainment content, it's subcultures. If you look at the hashtags, there's a subculture for Gen Zers with jokes that I don't get and I'm not supposed to get about the way they live and the way that they operate and you know their relationship status. There's TikToks about how they all wanna be close to somebody but they don't wanna be official. I mean, that is a, you can learn from as a brand from just perusing the platform, you can learn so much about these subcultures like Gen Zers or millennials, right? Millennials and how we feel mm -hmm. about um, you know, pandemic and all of the issues that we're dealing with. So, it, you know, people are using it to engage in community conversation and to, um, you know, really enjoy getting one another on the platform in a personal way. Businesses need to be using it to bring massive value and entertainment. It's a way to be human um, and engage with your users um, by allowing them to see the people of your organization have fun be joyful and bring a lot of value. The thing that people don't understand about social media, and I, I start every conversation with clients about social media, I say this, you have to either entertain or bring value. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, they are not here for you to sell. They are here to keep people on the platform so they can drive advertising revenue. That is the, that is the number one purpose. If they can't drive ad dollars, they aren't profitable, they don't, they don't make money. So to keep people on the platform, what do you have to do? You have to give people compelling content. So TikTok allows another framework to create compelling content that you can cross-pollinate on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And I had some experiences where my TikTok videos have only gotten 300 views, but I posted on LinkedIn and gotten like, you know, way more views and 26 likes and, and a message from somebody wanting to work with me because of my TikTok. So that's the great thing about this platform is even if you don't take off on TikTok, understanding how to use it and use its features to bring value to your audience on a subject matter, you can start to really diversify your social media content strategy as a whole in an affordable way. Because the concept of professional video after the pandemic, that is going out the window. We don't wanna see these boring meet the team videos or people staged in a commercial. We just saw Jimmy Kimmel do Saturday Night Live on Zoom. The yeah. quality and our object, our you know, our ability to see video now because we've seen all of this happening, we're willing to accept lower quality if the value is high. So TikTok's an amazing opportunity for people, and I think they should be taking advantage of it. I think you hit on on a very important point there. TikTok and and things like that sort of invite you into people's lives a little bit more. You know, it shows it shows who the people are behind the brand or behind the company. And that's what people that's what people are really looking for these days. Like you I, I think it prov it provides a lot of value to know who you're giving your your dollars to. Um I can think Exactly. Yeah, like you know some of the uh some of my favorite I think the reasons this is the reason why I think I like podcasts so much is because you start listening to people, the pod, these podcast hosts, and you start to get to feel you start to get to get a feel of who they are, um, who they who they truly are. You know, they spend hours talking to people, 
through podcasts. And I think that's what that's how I gravitate towards podcasts, but that's how I also gravitate towards businesses I want to support. But um, I, I, I've noticed through social media that you've been giving a few classes, like almost like master classes about TikTok and about branding. Could you talk about that a little bit? You've been doing some Instagram yeah. live uh, stuff too. Yeah. So um, for at least another two weeks, I'm doing an Instagram live series called Hustle Smart, and I'm bringing on an expert in a different area and just talking about what you would want to know during the pandemic. So um, like this Tuesday, I'm bringing on one of the top PR professionals in the world, Gwen Wonderlick, Wonderlick Kaplan. She's the co-founder of a PR agency that's an international PR agency. And we're going to be talking very candidly about how companies should be positioning themselves during the pandemic. And I will, I mean, you know, I will probably be asking about how companies should be releasing statements as it relates to the Black Lives Matter movement, because companies and brands need to understand what they should fundamentally be doing to reach their audience. So that's been an amazing series that now that Instagram Live has actually rolled out Instagram TV and they're mm -hmm. connected, I'm able to save. Um, so I've really enjoyed doing that. The master classes was really a way for me to pivot during the pandemic. Like many agencies, you know, I experienced getting fired by three or four clients like within a week of hearing that things were going to be shut down. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, what can I do to bring value and facilitate conversation and teach people about social media, but also just drive a little bit of revenue in case, you know, this gets worse. And I'm very fortunate that, you know, I've, I have a bit of a runway and, you know, we're not a startup anymore. We're in year two. And so I knew that I would most likely be fine, but you never know how long this is going to last. And we do a lot of work in tourism and, um, and retail. So I ended up doing these social media webinars every Friday for social, for, it was part of our Oh Hello social media bootcamp. And, um, each of them was platform specific. So we did one on Instagram, one on LinkedIn, one on Pinterest. We ended up actually canceling the Facebook ads one because we just didn't have enough interest. And we replaced that with the TikTok masterclass. And oh, cool. each of them went incredibly well, and we actually are selling them still. They're $24 a class. If anyone's interested in purchasing it, they get a webinar that's 90 minutes. Um, it's jam-packed, I mean, packed with tips on how to master each platform. And on a baseline level, how to do a competitor analysis, create a content strategy, and, and really drive engagement forward. Um, so yeah, the master classes have been amazing. We've had great turnout and I was really excited to see that other Lincoln people, other Lincolnites were supporting my business and, you know, buying these tickets, even if they couldn't attend and getting the recording later, because it really did help me just create some momentum and stay positive and help, help people learn about social media. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Natalie, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. So where can people find out more about you and what you're doing and also about Oh Hello? Yes, so you can follow our Instagram at Oh Hello Agency, Oh Hello Or you can follow my personal Instagram at Natalie McCauley. It's all my name. I would love to hear from you. And conversation, good conversation on a new topic that we specifically reach out. Beautiful. I love it. Well, Natalie, um, thanks again for being on the podcast. I, I really appreciate your time. Um, and thanks for getting a little serious with us. You know, normally this podcast, we try to keep it lighthearted. Um, but in times like these, I think we need discussion about what's what's happening. So thank you. Um, and cheers. Brady. Cheers. Yes. Cheers, cheers. Can't wait to have you on a third time. 
Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. And we're done. Okay, I was like, do I leave? Do I have to leave? <laughs> <laughs> what do I what do I do? I was like, do I get up and leave my own house? Thanks so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Masks for family? Check. Garden cleanup? Check. Schedule back pain visit? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.